Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Team. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring. You know why? Because we have great debates. Whether it's today, whether it's yesterday, it's going to be tomorrow, the next day. It's always something. And most recently, it's the WBC with injuries. Obviously, Edwin Diaz out for the year. Everyone's talking about it. Before that, it was about the rules. What about the rules? All right. Well, there's always something to talk about when it comes to baseball, even though we're in the heart of March. Heart of March, still a couple weeks away from the regular season. People are passionate about the game. And like I said, the most recent example of this was Edwin Diaz. Obviously, out for the year with a knee injury uh, after celebrating WBC Puerto Rico victory. And everyone screaming and yelling about, oh, should the WBC be a thing? This, is, this isn't right. Uh, or this is right. I don't know. Mate. Like So, really quick, before we get to the main topic of this podcast today, is that for years going through this WBC thing, I was looking at it with a side eye. I was. I was I saw the the examples after these things happen, after these tournaments happen, of guys getting hurt, of guys overextending themselves too early, um, so forth and so on. I had plenty of examples throughout every single year. I, I got into the great debates with about people who were really, really passionate about the WBC and every year the same thing would happen which is the WBC would happen. Everyone would say, how could we ever like question this? This is awesome. This is awesome. And then it would end, and then you would have some injuries, and you would have some m- uncomfortable Major League Baseball player uh, situations with rosters and so forth and so on. But 
but but I can't be a hypocrite. Heading into this year, I did feel like they were prepared a lot better. They had organized things a lot better. It obviously had gained more steam than ever. Uh, you could see the importance of it. Let's not forget this part about it. The importance about it, about growing the game. And this is what this is about. This is what this is about. That baseball needs to grow. And we cannot ignore that fact. And this was a trampoline. This was a t-shirt cannon for that happening, the WBC. So when it comes to the injuries, yeah, I get it. You know, it's still a thing. But Edwin Diaz, the Edwin Diaz situation, I can't say, well, this is because of WBC. The guy was just, you know, jumping up and down. And he could have happened again like in Port St. Lucie. It could it, it, to me it suggests that maybe I don't know there's something wrong with his knee. I'm not going to get into that middle of that. It is what it is. People who don't like the WBC think it's an unnecessary exhibition. They aren't going to change their minds. I changed my mind a little bit, but I changed my mind well before this happened, and I'm not going to sort of back off of it because I think the the biggest part about this is that when we talk about baseball the importance of baseball, that this is a good thing, the WBC. This has become a good thing, and they have done a better job of managing it. Still imperfect because of the timing and everything in situations like this, obviously, yes. Well, speaking of imperfect, also another debate throughout baseball are rules. Right, these new rules. We had Rich Hill on the podcast a week ago saying that he thought that even the, the rules might actually be tweaked before the year started. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, but there's, we're still talking about it, and there's still adjustments. And and you know, you hear managers say the umpires there's too much room for interpretation that there, there's not enough definitive uh, rulings on this stuff. I mean, now, that's what we're talking about. Anyway, so I talked to Brandon Nimmo, the Mets outfielder. He was awesome. Like, he was awesome talking about the rules and some of the rules that impact him, how he views it. And one of the things that he says, spoiler alert, in this interview is that, you know, we can't turn a blind eye to the world changing. Like, this is one of the things, whether it's our industry and the media, whether it's business, whatever it is. We cannot dig in and just say, no, 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 we can't change. There needs to be adjustments, no question about it. But still, we cannot just say we, we can't possibly change. And I think that Brandon has a great perspective of this, talking to him. I do. Anyway, I'll let you judge for yourself. Subscribe, listen, rate, review, the whole ball of wax. So I get Brandon Nimmo, and then after, uh, I'm going to give you... Buck Showalter talking about Brandon Nimmo uh, on the same day I talked to Brandon. So I just thought it was, an, uh, it, it, from the manager's perspective, it was a good thing to have in the media scrum there. All right, so here you go. Here's Brandon Nimmo. Now going through the major leagues for a while now, and, you know, we see the WBC. We mm-hmm. see, like, you know, off, a year ago the lockout and everything. And everyone's, oh, my God, baseball's dead. From your perspective, where's baseball at? I mean, I think baseball is in a transition period. You know, I think um, we're in a period where they're wanting to see the game be faster and make some fundamental changes to it that um, are definitely going to, you're going to see this as like a 
time when baseball changed, when it forked off a little bit from the traditionalism of you know leaving things unchanged to making it which there was so much resistance to well right obviously because baseball is like i mean what what do most people think of when they think of baseball this you know to go right with it is america's pastime so you're thinking okay well you don't change your pastime right (laughs) so um so yeah there was but we're also in a uh, from a business standpoint um we're in a world where if you don't adapt you die Mm -hmm. so um things have to adapt more quickly because of the technology that we have now. Um, People's attention spans are not what they were. Um, Marketing is figuring that out and figuring out like people's attention spans are like five seconds, 10 seconds. So if things are not, you know, moving at a quick pace, Mm -hmm. um, especially from our younger generation, they're just tuning out. Um, and if you don't appeal to the younger generation, then you, you end up dying later on. So you got to develop some sort of foundation with, you know, the younger generation in order to keep the sport going. Um, you have to get people involved. You have to get them to play. You have to get them to enjoy going to the ballpark. And so from the business standpoint, yeah, I mean, you definitely see this going into the game on these are the things that we see work for other sports or for other industries and so this is how baseball survives first of all very well put but also does it feel like they're sort of slapping all this at once yeah you know it's like so so we had jazz chisholm on last week Mm -hmm. and we were talking about gear right Mm -hmm. and like how important and and i've mentioned this a bunch of times Mm -hmm. about how baseball major league baseball wouldn't let you wear your own cleats Mm -hmm. like for a long time it took them forever to finally do that Mm -hmm. and now oh okay they woke up and understood this but all the things that you said he said, "It's great you have to change, but does it does for you, from a player's perspective? Does it feel like holy mackerel?" Yeah, no, it does. It does. It does feel like you know. Okay, we're definitely changing something I've been doing for my whole life now, um, and adding some rules to it. But um, it's our job, especially during spring training, to get comfortable with it. Um, it is a lot right at the beginning, and there, I think there's going to be some tweaks along the way. I don't think you know the first draft is ever the perfect one, um, so we're just going to have to do some editing along the way. But um, you also can't just be closed off to it and say, "Well, this is just the way you know we've always done it, and that's the best way to do it." Uh, it's not always the right answer. In fact, it's usually not the right answer. So uh, it is a lot um, at the at this beginning part. But um, I think we're already seeing some good things from it. There's definitely some things that have come up that we think you know okay maybe we could tweak this a little bit mm-hmm. maybe there's 10 or 15 extra minutes in there that you know we could still be under that three hour mark <laughs> and not be you know rushing so much but um hey you know i mean like i said they wanted to get out under that three hour mark and now you know it looks like we're, we are getting there obviously the regular season will tell us better mm-hmm. um but uh you know it's uh it's a lot but i think you know they, they wanted to see what would happen they inject it and see see what would happen so What's a, what was the per, has a perspective of the players since you showed up in mid February, mm-hmm. whatever? Has a perspective of the players changed? Do you think? Because like you said, like there is always this resistance. Yeah, to change. I think you know. I think yeah. I think it has changed. Um, I think at first people were thinking, well. Let's see, we'll see how this works, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think for the first week there was a lot of like getting bugs out of the way, and like you know the game ended with one of the calls, and you know there was a lot of that going on. But players are pretty adaptable. It's one of the things you have to be pretty good at when you when you play baseball and make it to this level. Mm. Um, and so I think that 
now they're kind of like, well, I don't mind, you know, being off of my feet for an hour or less, you yeah. know. And uh, you which, know, so by the way, adds up to days. Yeah, at the end of the year. exactly. Right. And you know, especially for a guy like me that's in center field and I cover a lot of ground throughout the year, it's not a bad deal for me. Um, and and so you know, those kind of aspects, you know, I think are guys are warming up to. It's just sometimes where it's like, ooh, I'm not able to get some of these necessities done, um, and I need like an extra five seconds for that, yeah. you know, or something like that. Um, that's where they're finding a little bit of a rub. Um, but again, we're trying to adapt to it and make it, you know, make it work, but also, you know, provide some feedback and we'll see what happens with that. That's what I was going to ask you from your perspective is, you know, what is the thing that you feel like, okay, we can tweak? Like Rich Hill just said, he said, that he said like just add five seconds like he said right. in a very pointed way yeah. but just add five seconds right i mean is this sort of like your line well, of thought my one thing was that i ran into uh was that i didn't have enough time to get my equipment off and like i sprint down to first base on a walk and i didn't have enough time to get my equipment off mm-hmm. and get my hand my sliding guard on and then get out like I was, I took my equipment off, gave it to him, grabbed the handguard. He was coming set, got out on my, got out on my lead, and my handguard is just like in my hand. And so then I'm like, okay, just panicking a little bit, like okay, can't can't go on this pitch That's or crazy. anything like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. but then it's okay. So then put it, then come back, put it on. So like one time like one time out because then I went and I asked the umpires after the inning I yeah. said hey can I call time just to put on my hand guard and then we go they said if you do it's a strike on the batter really yeah and I said wait on so, the batter that you're leaving yeah, behind the yeah, next right. guy yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I said I said well but what is, so does that count as his one time out and they said no just it's a strike on the batter wow and I was like geez okay so like one thing I'd love to see is just like you get on base you get one time out like you just right at the beginning because yeah. most people put on a hand guard right now just to keep us on the field and protected. So just put on your handguard. Now your timeout's done. Okay. Now yeah. we can go with that that 20 seconds and go, go, go. But it, I just need that extra, like, five it can seconds. Be, well, that's the thing. It could be, like, a five-second timeout, yeah. right? But we're – so without that, we're trying to think of ways – so, like – Right now, it's Velcro. So I have to un-Velcro it off yeah. and then pull it on and Velcro it on. So we're thinking, okay, if it could just be like a snap, like a button or something like that, and it's already unbuttoned yeah. when I get it, yeah. that way I can just stick it in. And now, even if I don't get that button on, at least I've got something, and that like eliminates like three, four, maybe five seconds right there. Yeah. You know, so we're trying to think of ways to like cut that down. But like my guards, I have a reason for every one of them. Like I've, I've missed time because of being hit there. So I cannot sacrifice those. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like we've got to figure out something else, you know, to even even if it's not wearing the handguard. Even if it's just like, okay, so now I'm not gonna hand I'm not gonna head first right, slide anywhere. That, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to change the way you slide exactly. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know those are kind of some of the things that I'm that we're running into. Um, I know Robertson kind of said like he didn't feel like he had quite enough time to tell the catcher what yeah. his when he came in for his in between the innings. Well, okay, so let me give you another one. Okay, for the pitcher, yeah. you know, pitcher. This was another one brought up by Rich, where every uh, bullpens are in different places. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in Philadelphia, like yeah, you have to walk way, downstairs. Yeah, way in Tampa, there. you run straight in, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, and it's and it's a big difference. It really is because. You don't want the relief pitchers coming from that second story of the bullpen in Philly and running down those stairs to go get, like, somebody's going to fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got metal cleats on. Somebody's going to slip and fall. 
anyway, so from the player safety standpoint, it's like, okay, maybe in Philly it just needs an extra five seconds. Well, they to said get down they the said centers. maybe like start it when they get to the either the dirt or the, to the grass. Dirt would be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. I get what they're saying. Well, someone will manipulate that and right, take their time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Then we got to you know no one's no, one, no one's walking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. But, yeah, that was one thing that uh, I know Robertson said was when he was getting ready to, to head out, um, the clock had already started right yeah. at the end of the inning. And, like, he got out there and he had his 15-second conversation or 10-second conversation with Nito on, like, okay, this is what I want to throw. This, this is what we're doing. And then he's like, I get on there and I'm like, oh, I got a minute to, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, to throw and so to get through his pitches. So the uh – like, how about your game? Like, like now you're getting the game. Everyone's like, oh, there's gonna be more stolen bases, right? Mm-hmm. A, like, do you feel like it? Like, yes, everything feels rushed. Yeah. Like, I'm not even asking that because like everything's feel rushed and it'll feel less rushed. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. I mean, there's definitely a possibility because I, you know, I've thought of maybe five right off the head where I was like out by you know three inches or less. Yeah. Um, and so on those, you're you're probably safe now, you know. And so yeah, it definitely does um, get into your head on well. I could probably take, you know, a little bit more of a risk to it. So, um, but again, I don't know that pitchers aren't talking like, and pitching coaches aren't talking to their pitchers and being like, maybe we can cut you down from a one four to one three five and just like try and make that distance well, a little bit shorter. You know, can like, I give, I'll give you one. So, um, the other day at a game, the pitcher threw over twice. Okay. So now we're like, Oh, yep, here, here, here you go. Goes. Here you go. Yep. Well, he got thrown out by a mile. Why? Wow. Yeah, why? No. No. Just because he knows he's going. Oh, right? yeah, right. But, but, so I he mean, just made it quicker. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I mean, and, and obviously that tells a the runner they have to be a little more judicious. Yes, yes. But, yeah. but it's to your point. Yeah. It's like not like it's going to be like a free. Right. Free no, yeah. it's not. It's not. But, it, you know, it does It does make an impact for the speed guys. They're, again, those close plays probably now maybe air more towards the, um, towards the, towards the batter or towards the runner. Um, um, but I think, again, time's going to tell us, like, because it's a cat and mouse game. Baseball always has been. So there's always been times that it's like you kind of want to be around here for the pitchers so that you can handle the run game. Well, now maybe that time has just moved up a little bit, and so they're trying to stay at that time. I don't know. You know, It's, it's going to be that cat and mouse, and we'll see how it plays throughout the regular season. Well, you've been very generous with your time. Well, thank you. You earned a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, and also, I just like I said, I want to ask you, why, why isn't baseball boring? And there's no yeah. wrong answers. There's no here's 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 the latest I got. Okay, okay. Anthony Volpe, who was just caught up with. Yeah. yeah. He said, I don't know because I don't associate with people who actually have those two words together. <laughs> That's great. So, anyway, I love that. Uh, I so love what do you that. got? You know, baseball isn't boring to me because uh, it reminds me of my like playing catch with my dad in the backyard it reminds me of like good times like dipping dots at the ballpark you know like yeah. ice cream of the future yeah. always will be yeah it, like <laughs> i was so excited to go to the ball field and it always meant summer and good weather for me like i grew up in wyoming where it's winter for you know seven months yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, year yeah. but when you were going to a baseball stadium it was going to be good weather it was going to be summertime you were going to go out you were going to smell the green grass like see it like it was it was just 
for me, it brings back great memories. And uh, and so for me, that's why baseball isn't boring to me. There's always a game going on inside of the game. Um, unless you understand that, you probably can think that baseball is boring at times. But if you become educated on the game, you realize that every pitch decision, every decision by the manager, it, they can all be looked at as how did he get to that point. And when you do it from that angle, like the game is actually going really fast. So um, I don't think baseball is boring uh, for those reasons. All right. That's a top five answer. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate all right, it. All right. Thanks, uh, Brandon Nimmo. That was awesome. That was a great conversation. I didn't know Brandon at all before that. But now uh, I I have a a great respect for him, his opinions, and also his personality. And we hope to be talking to him down the road again. Uh, Like As I promised, we're going to finish things off here. This is with Buck Showalter, Mets manager, just talking about some of the stuff that Brandon was talking about. It was just coincidental because I had just talked to Brandon when Buck had addressed this with some of the media. and um, But, you know, again, I think it's important to get the manager's perspective. All right, everybody. Hope everyone has have, had a great week. Rate, review, listen, everything by the book. Damn near perfect game. Speaking of the book, Monday, yep, it's about that time. The Godfather's going to be on with us. Yep, there you go. All right, here's Buck Walter. That's what you're going to see with these rules. Guys, it's going to start getting a lot more cheese. are going to get a lot more bonding, and, and guys are going to say, "Okay, this is not cute anymore. This is this is more than just new. It can affect your ability to win or lose or ball game or or get a hit or or get an out as a pitcher." I think you're going to see a whole different attitude about really nailing down the rules. Every day I'm talking to umpires. It seems like about. There's this word I'm hearing a lot more of at the discretion of the umpires. I don't know about that one. Too subjective. Huh? Too subjective. Pardon? Too subjective? Yeah. I'm not naming anything. It's just discretion leaves a lot of gray area. I don't know about that. But I know Max and I were talking about it today, about some things that were okay a week ago and now they're not okay and things that weren't okay and now they're okay I mean we're all kind of trying to find our footing on it we knew that this would happen a lot down here like I was talking to Morgan yesterday about pinch hitters think about that you know you're holding the Vogelbach down the dugout and you don't want to put him on deck because they might do something down the bullpen and then all of a sudden you want to put him up there and he's got four seconds to be in a box and hit Nemo going down the line. Uh, you know, maybe he does, isn't able to sprint first base anymore. He will. <laughs> At what point in spring training do you feel like it's it's going to be pretty much adjusted? Everyone's going to be pretty much adjusted. I mean, sorry, not. What point I don't, I, well, I'm, I'm searching for that day. I'm hoping it happens, but I, I think there's going to be a different. It's like spring training. The last week is different. Every every it's different than the first week in the season. Now you can try to simulate as many things you want to, like a simulated game or simulate this, but there's just something different about the game itself and the pace and the speed. Like the Bat Boys, and we had a thing that they, uh, Nims first at bat. You know, Bat Boy didn't have his gloves and his bat and his shin guard and all the things there, and he barely got to home plate. He was almost, he had to sprint from center field to get here, and I was talking to Bat Boy about, you got to have the first two hitters, all his gear right there, so he just walks, picks it, and goes on deck, sir. 
and he never swung a weighted bat. He never did any of his pre-pitch preparation. He went from center field, barely got it all on, and went right to the to the. You know, we'd actually done some batting orders down here because we didn't think because that person would have played right field at home and he and lead off an inning. You can't do it. You, know, you can't do it. it it's going to affect some the way at home. You got a problem on the road. You don't have a problem. You got as much time as you want. I used to have a guy. Uh, I couldn't lead off because he had too much paraphernalia to put on. Seriously, uh, what was his name? Br. Br. Jonathan Br. Couldn't lead him off. <laughs> couldn't get. And that was before the. Just had. You know, he had all the. And it's fine. Traffic's like. Nemo can't get his hand guard on in time. We notice it. So his head first slide is out. So they, it's taken away from his head first slide. So unless he can get that mid on, it's a different game for him. And I don't think that's what they wanted. The intention was for him to run the risk of injury, you know, because he can't get his mid on. So what we've done, instead of the wrap on it, so his right wrist, we're working on something to make a one snap closure on it. And also before he sprints to first, get it all done at home plate while he's taking off stuff instead of once he gets to first base the clock's too short because now he's either got to call timeout which takes away the hitter's timeout or you take a strike one on your teammate if he like say he draws a walk and then he lingers at home plate while he's taking on the stuff does that that's an unknown that's an unknown like what that's one of the unknown discretion of the empire That's what I got yesterday. I, mean, yeah, I asked takes, that question of Morgan. Two minutes, obviously I mean, they've been great. You know, Morgan came by after the game. We had ten questions for him about what if this. One of them was the pinch hitter thing, and he was kind of, you know, we got to talk about that. And then, well, some, but some umpires will use this discretion, and some may not. 